1: A lot of times we want to point our finger at somebody else. We say, the problems in our country, it's due to Hollywood, or the source of the problems are the White House. God says the source of the problems are His house, the church.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie says, if believers will humble themselves, pray, repent, and turn toward God... Then He'll heal our land.
1: If all the sleeping people will wake up, if all the dry bones will shake up, if all the church people will pray up, then we can have a revival. This
0: is the day when the lost are found. if-then statements. If we stop at the stop sign, then we don't get a ticket. If we push the power button, then the computer turns on. If we study the Bible, then we grow as believers. On a new beginning as we study the Bible, Pastor Greg Laurie points out one of the most important if-then statements given by God himself. Essentially, it's the recipe for revival, and there's no better time for revival here and around the world than
1: right now. Grab your Bibles. Turn to 2 Chronicles 7.14. And the title of my message is Can We Have Revival in Our Time? Revival. Could it ever happen again? Could we have another Jesus movement? Or are the best days of America behind us? You know for those of you that have been around for a while like me uh, you remember the 50s and, and the early 60s. And the early 60s were a lot like the late 50s. It was an idyllic time. Uh, we had uh, come through World War II and people were building homes and starting families. And there was an optimism. And uh, John F. Kennedy was elected president. But everything changed in America when our president was assassinated on November twenty-second, 1963 And then culture began to change before our eyes almost monthly, certainly yearly. Add to this the fact that the Vietnam War is raging. Young American boys are coming back in body bags. And it was a draft back then and we all wondered, are we going to be next? And then the worst year of the 60s happened. It was 1968. Our president has already been assassinated. And now Martin Luther King is assassinated as well. Robert Kennedy, the president's brother, sort of steps into the gap and decides to run for uh, the presidency. And a man named Sirhan Sirhan shot Bobby Kennedy three times only two months after Martin Luther King was killed. Now Kennedy has been assassinated only five years after his brother. The Vietnam War is raging on. Watergate is about to happen. An entire generation of young people are disillusioned. There's huge protests. There's riots in the streets. Kids were rebelling against society and turning to drugs, sex, and rock and roll. The slogan of that time was, Turn on, tune in, drop out. And God intervenes. God intervenes and the Jesus movement explodes on the scene. Suddenly, Seemingly out of nowhere but right on God's time schedule thousands of young kids are coming to Christ. So Time Magazine runs a different cover in 1971 with an image of Christ on the front and the words, The Jesus Revolution. So you say, well Greg that's a nice little history lesson but uh, you know so what? So what? Listen. We should not live in the past but we can learn from it. Just as in the 60s and specifically 1968 we have riots in the streets. We have racial unrest. We have a drug epidemic. There's a sense of hopelessness in the air. How desperate are we for another Jesus movement? How desperate are we for another spiritual awakening? The prophet Habakkuk understood this when he prayed this prayer in Habakkuk 3.2. I've heard all about You, Lord. I'm filled with awe by the amazing things you've done. But in this time of deep need, revive your work as you did in years gone by. Show us your power to save us. And in your anger, remember your mercy. Have a good saying, Lord, I've heard all these stories about the old days. Do it again. Revive your work again. The psalmist says in Psalm 85.6, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? So let's try to understand what revival is. Let's strip the mystery away from the Word. What is revival? Simple definition. It's to come alive again. Revival is the spark, if you will, that starts the engine. And you know what? Periodically we need a new spark. The great evangelist Billy Sunday once said, quote, They tell me a revival is only temporary. But so is a bath. And that does you some good. End quote. So it may be temporary, but we need one right now. Revival is like waking up from your sleep. One person defined it, revival is nothing more or less than a new beginning of obedience to God. See we are not praying that non-believers have a revival. They don't need a revival. They need salvation. The church needs revival. This is a church word. This is for believers only who once were perhaps more alive than they are today and they need to be revived again. One person put it this way. If all the sleeping people will wake up, if all the lukewarm people will fire up, if all the dishonest people will confess up, if all the disgruntled people will cheer up, if all the estranged people will make up, if all of the gossipers will shut up, if all true soldiers will stand up, if all the dry bones will shake up, if all the church people will pray up, then we can have a revival. And I agree with that. See, the revival starts with us.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And he's sharing with us a message called, Can We Have Revival in Our Time? Let's continue.
1: So let's go now to the passage I had you turn to—a very familiar passage, Second Chronicles seven—and it tells us really a God's prescription for revival. Now, initially, it was given to the nation Israel and applied to them, but I think in principle it applies to our country or to any nation. Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and I want you to read this out loud with me. Okay, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Isn't that an amazing verse. I love that. So we want God to heal our land. We want our nation to change. How does it happen? God lays it out for us. It starts off with His people. A lot of times we want to point our finger at somebody else. We say, the problem is in our country. It's due to Washington, D.C. Or we'll say it's, it's due to Hollywood or, or it's the source of the problems are the White House. God says the source of the problems are His house, the church. Notice He says if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. God doesn't say a thing about secular culture. He doesn't say a thing about garden variety sinners if you will. He talks to His own people. That's you. That's me. If my people. See I think one of the problems we have in our nation today is we have a lot of folks running around who think they are Christians that really are not. In fact the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13, check up on yourselves. Are you really Christians? Do you pass the test? Or are you just pretending to be a Christian when you are not at all? And then there are those who are living a double life. You know they put on a good performance at church. They say all the right stuff. But they are living a life that is completely contradictory to what the Bible says about how a Christian ought to live. So what do we do? If we want to see a revival, number one, if you are taking notes, if you want to see a revival you need to humble yourself and pray. By the way the word used there for prayer is interesting. Of the twelve Hebrew words employed in Scripture to express a single verb to pray, the one used here means to judge self habitually. You know we are so quick to judge and criticize others habitually. But the Bible says we should be really judging ourselves. If we spent less time criticizing others and more time examining ourselves, maybe we would have revival. It starts with you. It starts with me. Notice Jesus does not say we need to love ourselves. That's what culture tells us. Jesus says we need to deny ourselves and take up His cross and follow Him. And then here in 2 Chronicles we are to judge ourselves. Ourself. What does that mean? It means that we realize we have a long ways to go. The Apostle Paul said after years of walking with the Lord in Philippians 3, Hey, I don't consider myself to have arrived spiritually nor do I consider myself already perfect. I keep going on grasping ever more firmly that purpose for which God has grasped me. It has been said self-satisfaction is the death of progress. So the moment I think, I've arrived. I've reached a plateau. I'm here. No. You're really far off, man. you got to keep growing. Keep learning. So we want to keep moving forward spiritually. Now we cannot organize a revival, but we can agonize for one in prayer. Perhaps we can prepare the ground, but better yet maybe we ought to pre-prayer the ground. Let me say it again. Yeah, we can prepare the ground, but let's Pre-prayer the ground. (laughs) There's never been a prayerless revival in history, so it does start with prayer. If my people, which are called by my name, will hum themselves and pray. And point number two, if they'll pray and seek His face, not just pray, but seek His face. You can pray a little prayer, Lord, send revival. Amen. Let's get lunch, or you can say, Oh Lord, Lord. We're seeking You. Lord, we're calling out to You. Lord, we're desperate for You. Lord, we need You. Send an awakening to America. It's effectively a prayer that will not take no for an answer. say, Well Greg, aren't you being presumptuous when you pray the way? No. Jesus said, Ask and it shall be given. Seeking you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. And a different translation would say, Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Press on. Because listen, when you are praying for revival you are praying according to the will of God. When you are praying for the salvation of a loved one you are praying according to the will of God. So we need to press forward in our prayer and seek His face. Not backing down. Number three, there must be repentance from all known sin. Again God says, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Listen. All the praying in the world is not going to help you if you are living in known sin. The psalmist said, If I cling to iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me. And God says in Isaiah 59 it's not that my ear is heavy I can't hear. It's not that my hand is short I cannot save. But your sins have separated you from me. Listen to pray and to then live in known sin is like hanging up the phone to heaven. So it starts there, say, Lord, is there any wickedness in me? And let me ask you, be honest. Right now before God, is there something you're doing you know you should not be doing as a follower of Jesus? If so, you need to turn from it because you will never experience personal revival until you do. God wants to do it for you first. He wants to revive you first and foremost. But know this, having said all of this, God wants to send revival. Isn't that good to know? God wants to send revival, but He wants us to participate in the process, right? You know, God answers prayer. How many of you agree with that? God answers prayer, right? But often, the reason we pray is because, well, we have a need, we have a crisis. Something's come up. I need a healing, I need direction. I, I need uh, financial provision. I, whatever it is you need you pray because you are in trouble. It is not like God just gives you everything you have ever wanted more. No problems. No conflicts. He will allow conflict in your life so you will see your own weakness and then see the greatness of God as you depend upon Him. And we can all remember situations in our life where things were looking rather bleak. And we called in the name of the Lord and He intervened. Right? Can you remember something like that? I can. Many things. So now here in our nation things are looking bleak. God is saying, check this out. Call on me and watch what I'll do. Pray right now. Follow my prescription for revival. Watch how I will intervene. Listen. It is His desire to bless. Did you know God wants to bless you even more than you want to be blessed? Psalm 84 says, The Lord is a sun and a shield. He bestows favor and honor. And no good thing will He withhold from those that walk with Him. So here's what God says. Call on my name, pray, turn from your sin. I'll hear your prayer and I'll heal your land. Let me say a closing word to someone that's joining us today is maybe a non-believer. You're thinking, What are you guys even talking about? Well we're talking about our nation and we're talking about you. You don't need revival if you're not a Christian. You need Jesus. You need to see how much He loves you and how He will forgive you of every sin you've ever committed and change your life. This is what can happen for you. My life was changed many years ago. Your life can be changed right now. Maybe your life is falling apart. Maybe you need God to heal your life, heal your marriage, You're in the throes of drug addiction or alcohol addiction or you're in despair. Whatever it is, Jesus Christ has everything you're looking for and more. And if you'll just ask Him to come into your heart and life and ask Him to forgive you of your sin, you can know that you'll go to heaven when you die and then you will begin to discover God's unique and special plan for your life. And that's why I'm gonna give you an opportunity to believe in Jesus And also an opportunity now to ask for personal revival. Let's all pray. Father, we've heard your word. And now, Lord, we're praying for those that do not yet know you. Those that have joined us who don't have the hope of heaven. They don't have Jesus in their life. We pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince them of their need for Jesus. And Lord, bring them to yourself now. Amen.
0: closing prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie on a New Beginning. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord today, Pastor Greg would like to help you to do that right now.
1: I think people are surprised that it doesn't take years to become a Christian, it doesn't take months, it doesn't take weeks, it doesn't take days, it doesn't even take hours. You can believe on the spot. And I would like to lead you in a prayer where you can ask for his forgiveness, a prayer where you can receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want a second chance in life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, stop what you're doing and pray after me. These words, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin. And I turn from it now, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord, as God and friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. And if you've prayed those words with Pastor Greg and meant them sincerely, the Bible assures that your sins have been forgiven. We're told that the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we'd love to send you some resource materials that'll help you in your new relationship with the Lord. We call it our New Believers Growth Packet. We'll send it to you without any charge or obligation if you've prayed for the very first time today with Pastor Greg. Just ask for it when you call one 800 0 11 Well, next time, some more important encouragement about revival in our time as Pastor Greg takes us to the story of Jonah. We'll see revival started first in the heart of Jonah before Jonah could help lead revival in Nineveh. Some good encouragement coming tomorrow. Now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It's available on CD. Search for Can We Have Revival in Our Time at visionstore.org.au or call one 800 Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.